Hola, Film Family, ¿qué tal? Itzy Susco, a.k.a. The Walking AD, a.k.a. The Time Scheduler. Um, it's June, can't believe it. It's here, six months. Hey, where is the year gone? Um, so my first shout-out goes out to the legendary prop master, Matty Marsden. Thank you so much for, for putting a review on the Apple Podcast, brother. It means so, so much. Um, ladies and gents, go do it. It means the world. Um, thank you. Uh, secondly, I've got an email from the Pro Carton Student Video Awards. Ooh-wee! Um, and they've emailed me, and they're looking for students to make a video. There's a brochure and there's info, so just hit me up, DM me, email me, whatever you need to do just to get the info. But all film students, they want to, media students, they want to get you to make a video. The winner gets 5,000 euros. Hello! Um... And the email, my email address, I'll put in this episode bio, so go check that out. And lastly, um, I've decided I'm, I'm going to do a sponsored walk for the film and TV charity just because they've done so much for, for, for all of us, for the film family. Um, I just want to try and get some money back for them so they can help people that are just maybe in a tougher situation than yourselves. Um, I'm aiming to do it Friday the 26th of June, so end of this month. I'm giving myself a few, a few weeks to kind of try and train for it. Uh, there's a heavy pencil though on the on the 27th, just in case that you know that massive five-day commercial that's just round the corner comes in for <laughs> the end of June. Um, and the basics are: I'm going to do 30 miles, and I'm going to aim to do it in 12 hours. I'm going to walk it, and I'm going to go from my house, and I'm going to go to Black Island and back. Yes, La Isla Negra, um, the home of, of TV commercial productions in London. Uh, I'm going to call it my lockdown pilgrimage. It's going to be all over my socials for the next kind of couple of weeks. Uh, the link is going to be the is in my bio for both Film Gods and the Time Scheduler. So please go check that out. Any amount that you send um, over, you'll get a shout out um, for that first week in July or second week in July, whenever I stop the funding. Um, and then the top three one-off payments will get a big, big love in the intro. So if you want to get big love in the intro. Drop what you can. Um, wow. Well, already Phil Juma, Big Love, and Johnny Don have already contributed. So massive, massive love going out to those two boys. Uh, and before this becomes like a 12-minute chat monologue, um, I'm going to leave it here. I love you all. Have a cracking week. Um, have a lovely weekend. Big love. And uh, let's do this. Let's get started. Let's get started. So hello, film family. Um, today is going to be an episode that we've just had a chat offline and that I know is going to touch so many of you and it's going to have such a powerful, like it's already had a powerful effect on me. Um, and it's going to be something that we'll kind of chat on during the episode. And it's with a man who is an amazing human being, such wonderful energy on set um, and has been doing it for years and has seen it all and done it all. Um, so I, I don't even want to talk anymore. I just want to get straight into it. So what is your name, sir, and what do you do? Uh, my name is Paul Malloy, and I'm a sparkologist. And what does that mean to you? That means, um, that means I deal with uh, the lights. Um, I work as a, a lighting gaffer on general commercials, music videos, and all that kind of um, um, stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and just dealing with the lights. Uh, generally, that's basically what we do. We point lights at actors. Okay. And is that, is that something that it's, you know, it sounds relatively easy, but I guess it can be done so wrong. 
So, oh, totally. I mean, it, it is quite easy, yeah, but we, we sometimes we make it look very hard. But, um, <laughs> it is. Uh, it can be done wrong. I mean, the, the first thing I'd say, you know, is is safety because mm-hmm. you're dealing with electricity, and yep. um, and that's a uh, you know, a, as a gaffer, um, you kind of you're not only responsible for your team, uh, but you're responsible for the whole crew mm-hmm. to make sure that you know they're safe as well, mm-hmm. just regards electricity. So um, there's a there's a fair level of responsibility attached to it. But it's a great job. Um, it's, it's very interesting. And um, yeah, and I suppose the main thing about it are the people and they, they make it. We spend a lot of time laughing. Um, and we, you speak to other departments and they say, and you spend a lot of time making, drinking tea. But, um, <laughs> but we do. We do enjoy ourselves. And, yeah. you know, when I first got into the industry, it, it seemed like um, electricians that they were separate. They were different to yeah. the rest of the crew. It, it looked like, you know, that they barged their way on set and they had nothing to do with it. But obviously, they're, they're, you know, they, they have to be there for, for you know, obvious reasons. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they're, they're a great bunch and I'm, um, I'm very honoured to be uh, counted as, as one of their number kind of thing. Nice. And how is it? So how did you get in and how has it changed? What, what, was, what was the starting point? Well, I got offered, um, well, I was, it was a strange starting point because I... I was an electrician. I, I did an apprenticeship mm-hmm. and it wasn't for me working on building sites, but I finished it anyway. Then I went traveling for a couple of years. Then I came back. I auditioned for drama school, uh, okay. trained as an actor, worked as an actor for a number of years. Had a really? Western agent, all that. Okay, and, I did um, not know that. Amazing. Was that fun? After a number of years, I mean, it's mainly theatre, which was great. Yeah. And um, I did um, a bit of TV and a bit of film, but mm-hmm. on both occasions, I um I ended up on the cutting room floor. I didn't make the edit. <laughs> the writing was on the wall, and I should have seen it then. But <laughs> but, um, but at that point, I thought, you know, I've been directed enough. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to direct. So I started making short films. Amazing. And um, but to to get into the process of that, I to see how they worked, I produced um, a, um quite a few short films at the time back in the eighties, mm-hmm. and um, from then I, I saw how the whole thing worked, and. I started directing and um, wow. it was quite successful. A couple of films I made uh, went to Cannes, yeah. Empire Magazine, on, on TV, on airlines. And it was in, a, I suppose, the pace of a couple of years making these short films that I kind of crucified a dream. I, I, I took my eye off the ball. Um, I was more creative than financer mm-hmm. and, the, and the backers pulled out of the second film that I did. I shot on uh, 35 mil. And so I had a court thing with uh, Barclays. They wanted their money back. Oh, I was happy no. to give it to them, but I didn't have it. So, you know, I had to stop um, directing, acting, anything like that. And um, I was just doing anything, bar work. I was minicabbing, cleaning toilets. One of the weirdest jobs wow. I had was um, when I, I worked uh, as a barman in, um, in a couple of different lap dancing clubs in, so, in um, Soho and Piccadilly, yeah. Tokyo Joe's and the Windmill. And it was a, diff- a totally different crowd of people that come out at night, especially yeah. around that area. And I was still looking for money and hungry for work, so of any kind. And I got introduced to this guy called Wrinkle. And um, he was quite <laughs> a debonair looking man. He, he was quite old, but he looked so wrinkled. I, I won't say his name in case he's oh, yeah. alive, but um, it, that's what his nickname was, Wrinkle. Yeah. So he gave me a job um, as a card guy for Call Girls. Mm-hmm. If you know, do you know what that is? No, but I assume it's got something to do with looking after them. 
No, you know, you know, you don't go near them. You never see them. Oh, but, okay. um, and that that involves uh, two carrier bags, one with cards in, because it was before the internet. Yeah. Um, numbers and a huge uh, amount of uh, blue tack. Oh, the telephone box thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. And he he used to uh, pay me to do that. Nice. And um, so you, you take down. The, it was quite a dangerous job because you take down the cards that were in there. And they were put in there by other people, uh, another group mm. who kind of ran the girls in the West End. Yeah. So you go in there, you take down the ones, you quickly have a look around, make sure no one saw you take them around, take the cards down, and then you'd put yours up as quickly as you could and get out of that phone box. <laughs> and then go on to the next, the next, the next. <laughs> Tottenham Court Road, Fitzrovia, all these yeah. things. That was my patch. And my only thing from Wrinkle was um, don't, um, uh, don't uh, get in the way of Albert. And Albert was the other guy who ran the other organization. So right. I mean, I, I remember saying to Rinko, what does he look like? He said, you'll know when you see him. Anyway, at one point I did meet Albert and he <laughs> kind of got hold of me by the throat. Yeah. And he told me what I was doing wasn't for me, you know, and I'd better stop doing it. Yeah. I'm putting it in get a polite way. Get back to way. directing. Yeah, get back to the film set. Like, leave this to yeah. us. <laughs> I mean, he didn't say, he wasn't as kind as that. <laughs> but, um, you know, he just told me to stop what I was doing pronto. And yeah. I did. Okay, and it was just then, you know, I, you know, I all these mad jobs um, that I I, ran, I got a number from a lighting company um, from a friend of mine who worked in a camera house. Who I said, "Can you get me a job there?" He said, "No." So I rang this company uh, called AFM at the time, yep. and now another company, mm-hmm. and um, a guy called Rick, Richard Richard Gamble gave me a job. And he looked at my CV, he saw the acting, he saw the producing, the directing, and he said to me, "The only thing you haven't done is hair and makeup." <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing that next week. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, uh, and he said, "If um, amazing," he said, "If I give you a job, how do I know you're going to stay?" And I said, "Richard, I'm broke. I need a job." Yeah. And it was just sweeping up and delivering. Hmm. So I was there for a couple of years, but during the time there, I got a job at the BBC, putting the lighting rigs in in the studio, the TV centre, mm-hmm. uh, to earn to earn um, more money and uh, and pay my debts. And you know, the time passed quickly, and then um, before I know, it, I'm out on the road. Um, you know, getting uh, great money on TV dramas. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I wouldn't say great money on TV dramas, on, but on the films yep. and stuff like that. And so, like, you know, over, you know, within the space of a couple of years, I was able to pay everything off. And wow. um, by wow. then I'd started to fall in love with um, this industry. What surprised me about it when I was first involved in it was how little people cared about film. Mm. You know, it was just a job, you know, in an unusual environment. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, and it went from there. I did TV dramas, um, loads of uh, uh, costume dramas, which I absolutely loved, and onto films, and um, and then ultimately onto the Valhalla of commercials. No, well, I tell you what, that that's probably the greatest story in that I've heard so far. That's it. It's that I, I now feel like I don't even need to ask that question to anyone because it's just such. Like, did any of those experiences? help or were they just was it just all things that just eventually got you onto a film set or did you feel like you just stumbled onto it by accident i was totally by accident i mean the job for afm was just sweeping up and delivering wow you know but um but i mean i've worked in you know as a waiter for years Mm. um you know after after just after uh, before drama school and during drama school and all that you know, in the Savoy in the West End, met all the actors I could imagine, mm. you know, as I as I've worked with them now with lights. But um, 
you know, in different restaurants like Rules Restaurant I worked in, you know, met some great people. I mean, a lot of those people were actors. Mm. Um, anyway, the, the people I worked with. But um, yeah, it was great. It was kind of a, a roller coaster, not knowing yeah. how it was ever going to end. Thinking to myself, you know, at one point, because um, when I, um, when I uh, had the, um, the finance thing with, with uh, a bank, Mm. Um, I lost my home and oh, I've got wow. a, I shared a, I shared a bed set opposite Pentonville prison mm. uh, with a really good friend of mine who took me in when I had absolutely zero. And I, in the mornings I could hear the prisoners shouting and um, I was just about able to make my rent. And I was looking over at them shouting. So I thought, God, you get three meals a day. There's not much <laughs> between us. But, um, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was an interesting, it was an interesting um, a period. Um, Amazing. Do you, do you ever miss the act? Do you ever kind of think, oh, I'd like to get, I'd like to have done the acting. I wish that had taken um, off. Um, I think I would, because, you know, I put a lot into it. And the directing, mm. I put a lot into that. Yeah. But you know what? Friends of mine who were actors, and um, I've had a fair amount of success. And then they kind of, they were kind of thrown out, mm. you know, of the industry, not of their own accord. And they couldn't buy a day's work, mm. you know. And the, and the same with directors, you know. I mean, they were well rewarded for when they could get to work. But yeah. You know, again, it was a smaller funnel than, you know, the crew go through. Mm. So um, a lot of them have had to rethink their um, their plans as well. So, you know, but um, at the time, I think once um, I, before I sort of like accepted it wasn't going to happen, mm. you know, um, I was kind of a little bit sort of reticent about getting too much involved in the lighting. But, yeah. you know, once I once I did that and I met the people um, who took me in and um, I can only be grateful to the, the people who started me off in the industry were really kind to me. And um, yeah, I, I love it now. And Amazing. mainly because uh, the people I work with, it's a very mm. social job. And I'd recommend it to anyone, any young person thinking of coming into the industry, you know, lighting, the lighting department is a great department to come in. Yeah, yeah amazing. Well, they're, they're always a department that you kind of think, I'd, li like, I'd love to be able to, I think, I guess lighting a scene, you kind of go to uni and you kind of get taught all of these three point lighting things and all the rest of it. But actually yeah, you get really, on set yeah. and you're like, well, it's it's there's more to it than there's just so much it's like a dark art for me there's there's certain departments that are dark art and actually getting a really nicely lit scene yeah. it's just something that feels you, you know you look at the boys and, and the girls doing it and you're like well it's just second nature is, is that is that something that's just become easier with time oh definitely definitely i mean you know you have people like um you know, film gaffers, Kevin Day, people like that, Martin Smith, Dave Smith, all these people are just, wow. you know, yeah. natural. Um, you know, they're just so good at what they do mm. and great man managers as well. And, and that's main, the main thing, you know, after a, you know, a certain amount of years, I think you kind of, you know what the lamps can do, you know what the power you need. And after that, it's um, how you communicate to people. Mm. And, and the boys I've just mentioned, you know, uh, uh, Martin and, and David Smith, um, People, Gary Varney, or fantastic uh, commercial gaffers. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they have a great way of communicating, not only with crew but with production. Yeah, and um, and that that's a major part. You know, that's a major part. How is that relationship between, as a gaffer, your relationship between your DOP and and your and your Sparks? How does how does it? How do you manage that? What's the well, best way? Uh, how, do, how do you do it efficiently? Uh, with feeling, you know, you kind of. Um, so, you know, some cameramen, they know exactly what they want. Mm. Very, very talented people. And they say, okay, this is what I want. Um, on the recce, you know, when we go down and see the location. Others, they might say, what could you suggest? People who haven't been doing it so long. Mm. And, you know, and the, the main thing, not, not just, it's not just a gaffer, it's, it's, a, it's a kind of a joint 
enterprise because you set, you surround yourself with good people, good electricians, then it makes it easier, not just for, for, for me, but for the cameraman, but for everyone. You know, you, you get the right people around you and that's, um, that's a skill in itself. Amazing. Now, on these, on these film sets, there are yeah. times that it can all just get a little bit too much. And I'm, I'm going to just kind of segue straight into it because I feel like I just want to start getting into the other part. It feels like it's like dust till dawn. We've kind of, we've done, you know, we've done the robbery. We're in the car, we're getting down. We've just turned up at this restaurant and all of yeah. a sudden it's like the vampires are going to come out. But I want to yeah. just, I want to start kind of going straight into it because I think that this is going to be a really important subject for people to touch on. Now, what is it that, that you that that you love doing apart from sparking what is it that 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 is part of your being at the moment um well i teach mindfulness love it and um which i absolutely adore it's, it's such a game changer it's, it's it sounds quite fluffy but it is a game changer mm. i mean I, i'm also um qualified uh, hypnotherapist and personal development coach it's, you know, i've always done something alongside um just my kind of, I suppose, a thirst for knowledge, really. Mm. Um, as kind of, I'm not a, I'm not a course junkie, but um, I like to, you know, discovering things, you know, psychology and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, when and did that's, it start? That's kind of, when, when did you, you know, was it, you know, from from the experiences that you've had, kind of, before you got to becoming a very experienced gaffer and all the other jobs yeah. that you're doing? Is it, does that give you a, a kind of fire to learn or is it that you were learning all of these things you know the mindfulness and all those things whilst you were going through experiences uh, well I, I was med- I've always meditated I've meditated for over 30 years maybe oh, more yeah and um I, I was always you know had an, incl- an inclination to that kind of that kind of world that kind of way of thinking and um I suppose it's that that drew me into it. Even, you know, when I was going through sort of like some uh, difficult times, uh, mm. you know, I'd meditate in the morning, just 15 minutes, I meditate at night, you know, and, and that seemed to give me a balance. Mm. You know? and, and that's, I think that drew me towards these other courses to see, you know, for myself and experience and training them to see if they were for me or not for me. Mm. Because when, you, when you're doing um, long running TV dramas, Yep. Then you have a block of time off. The same with films. You might do a film for two and a half, three months. Then you have a block of time off. So that, that time, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd study, I'd do courses and stuff like that, whether it's CBT and stuff like that. Yeah. All good, all good sort of like to, you know, to draw from. Everything, you know, all these talking therapies, as they call them, mm. um, they all work um, um, some of the time. And the reason they, they do work is mainly for connection with who you're talking to. As opposed to just the the um, the skill or the um, the, ther- the therapy itself. Mm. Now, what can we do? Is how you know the film film sets that I know that are commercials. They're very short and sharp and very quick paced. There never there doesn't ever seem like you can be that mindful. You know, it's kind of everything's at a hundred miles an hour. But the yeah. the times that I've kind of started to feel it you kind of start to feel the hearts going up, you're getting ramped up and everything's, you know, trying to get fired up and trying to do a million things at a time. It's that, that, that what I tend to do now is I just take a step back. Even if it's five seconds, just step back, count, breathe, just to assess whether I've actually gone down the right path. Do you know what I mean? It's like, what, what is it that we can do then? How can mindfulness and being mindful help us as film crew? Well, I think I think it can help more than film crew. It can help everyone. Yeah, but um, yeah. 
Uh, I mean, mindfulness itself, I suppose, it's once you understand the mechanics of your mind, you, you can you can start to control it. And that, as mad as that sounds, um, I think the benefits of mindfulness, they can, you know, you don't you, you don't have to be slow and gentle and laid back mm. um, when you're mindful. You, you can be fast. You can do things fast when you're mindful. But it's from what point within you, if you're doing it from a, a place of fear, you know, I don't want to get this wrong. I don't want this guy to shout at me. Mm. That, that's slightly different, you know. Nice. Um, and, and in that way, um, when you're coming from that point, you've automatically uh, switched on your sympathetic nervous system, which will send cortisol firing through your um, your veins. Um, it will kick out your immune system. And, you know, it's just not good for you. You know, you're, you're living in kind of this kind of... Um, living in fear, doing things out of fear. Yeah, and because you know, it's you're doing things either from a point of love or fear. Mm. Now, fear can often show itself as anger or um, irritability, unhappiness. Yeah. These are things that, um, you know, because you know, really, it's only two two emotions, uh, and fear will sort of like unleash anger, rage, that kind of thing. Love mm. will, you know, if you do something from a point of ease, which is you know, and from a point of ease will mean you're. Um, parasympathetic nervous system is switched on automatically these things you don't have to worry about there's some you know there's something in you turning these on and off so mm. so it's you know which is another blessing but um i mean awareness is just um not awareness well it is awareness mindfulness is awareness you know just um being aware um of you know of what it's like to be you moment by moment in a non-judging way mm. kind of thing you know you're not really kind of grasping for what feels good or or shoving away what doesn't you're just observing. And you can do this a million times a day. Maybe that's a big exaggeration. But you can do this every every moment, you know, every kind of moment things stop. Yeah. Just like you said, you take a breath, you know, and your breath is your anchor. Your breath will be your anchor mm. because it's that um, that will change your um, uh, your way of thinking um, if, you, if you let it. I mean, the benefits of mindfulness, you know, as we said before, stress reduction, um, even pain reduction. Oh, really? Because pain, um, um, basically, or in, a, in a simplistic way, comes in two parts. The physical pain you might feel in your, in your leg, in your shoulder, and the psychological pain, mm. which you've created in your mind. Now, um, mindfulness can absolutely eradicate the psychological pain through, a, through a, just a, a, a very gentle, um, uh, it's not hypnotherapy, but it's kind of like that, just a gentle... Uh, way you can eradicate that start to do it on your own and you kind of really lessen that but that's just the for say just for pain mm. but with mindfulness once you start to practice it you know um you learn how to think now that probably sounds quite mad but when you learn how to think um you learn how to exercise control over how and what you think about mm. and then exercise control over the meaning or interpretation you give it because a lot of stress, a lot of suffering is self-generated just through the just through the egoic mind and just through this constant stream of thoughts that we dive into from the minute we wake up. And once you can once you can control that, you know, controlling your thoughts is a game changer. How do we do it? Well, you do plan? it quite in a number of ways. Hmm. And the first thing, if you want to slow, um, you stop getting involved in judging. Judging others, judging yourself, judging situations. And what do you and do as soon as you start thinking about that? Do you just 
think about something like do you kind of go right anytime i start thinking that uh i haven't got the body of usain bolt yeah you know, do you just suddenly have like a thing and you go right i'm going to think about a plant pot or well, you know you how, or what do you do how do, what what um you know what, how well, do you I, the easiest the easiest thing to do if you can't find a plant pot is go, <laughs> it's the first thing i saw behind me i'm so sorry yeah uh, it's yeah. to go it's to go to your breath your breath okay. will be your anchor and your breath will you know if you're stressed doing a certain an old yoga technique that's four seven eight in for four breathe in for four hold it for seven out for eight it's actually the fact that it's a longer outbreak out breath that will turn on your parasympathetic oh. nervous system four seven eight i like that so in for four hold for seven out slowly and do you go in the mouth in the nose out the mouth out well, the nose you, you do what's ever easy for you you do what's ever you know you might you might find these purists that say no you do it this way you've got to sit down you've got to hum you've got to mark you do it the, whatever way you know i mean it's mindfulness Not even is 20 fun. seconds like that that in a busy day if if someone's going oh i got i don't have the chance you know less than 20 seconds you can just take that breath seven seconds of of hold eight seconds of out and i'm probably going to try like this i think this week i know that the, the episode will come out in a few weeks but it's kind of like the fourth fifth week of, of lockdown and dealing with a four-year-old yeah you know it's kind of the first few weeks it's great because you think and now he's and now he, he doesn't understand and he's starting to get a little bit more fractious and the energy in the house is, it changes at times because he's but that in four out in hold seven out four out eight sorry in yeah. four hold seven out eight i might just start doing it with him you know, yeah, at the point yeah. that I can start seeing that he's starting to have a little nervousness about him. But um, how old is he now? So he's four years old. Four, great. Yeah. Because you know the story. From zero to seven, all he's doing is recording. From seven onwards, he'll replay. That. Really? So okay, so right now, yeah. tell him how great he is. Okay. And what a great communicator he's going to be. Mm. And how you know how wonderful things are. Just you know, just recording to him. Yeah, nice things that he'll need for the future. Okay. You know. And do we do, do that? Exercise. Can we do that? With, you know, is there is there things that you can be doing with? You know, so we quickly mentioned it offline. It's like people are going to be home with their partners and housemates and friends that they haven't spent this much time with. If yeah. all of a sudden you know their housemate hasn't done the washing and the thing and all the rest of it. And, you know, instead of get going straight in for like a, why haven't you, th you know, is that breathing technique something? Um, well, it is, but there's something else I'm going to talk to you about. I mean, obviously, okay. when, you, when you start to learn to take control of your thoughts mm. and how and what you think about, because it's very, very easy just to dive in and get mm. sort of like consumed by this. But what, what's happening is um, it's, it's your ego that's taking this over. You know, there's no petrol in the car. You know, I, I've been sort of like, um, I haven't been listened to, that kind of thing, you know. You know, it's very easy for your ego to, to uh, just take control because um, the, the ego, it mind, has trained you to defend, to attack, or to react in some way. Mm. Um, and then you're, you're at the mercy of something that really should be your instrument. Well, not you personally, but we yeah, all yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so by by saying there's no petrol in the car, why isn't the washing up done? It's the ego's way of trying to repair itself. If that makes any sense. Yeah. 
I think I what is it that the you're you know to so say for example that kind of the 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 housemate hasn't done the washing up the ego trying yeah. to repair itself is that you thinking that what well, you know it's, they're it's just not listening exactly they're not doing what they're being told to do you know you kind of you you get well, into this do what I'm telling well, you mode yeah well you know you know that's right that's right but you know what um that's right it's I haven't been respected. Oh, that's the, yeah, there it is. So I'm going to give you some dialogue. Yeah, and yeah. the thing is, I mean, uh, I'm just going to, uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to come on to um, looking at life through the lens of self, which it. means you will always uh, be controlled by your ego. Hmm. And But if you, if you squeeze an orange, if you squeeze an orange, orange juice is going to come out. There's hmm. no way lemon juice will come out. There's no way apple juice will come out. There's no, no. way Coca-Cola will come out. No. It's always going to be orange juice. Yes. And why? Because that's what's in there. Yeah. So if your boss shouts at you, if your partner shouts at you, if your flatmate says something that you think is humiliating or something like that, mm. you might get angry or, you you know, you might feel hatred, you know, and they've because they've squeezed you in a way you don't like. Mm. But that isn't because of them. It's because it, it's in there. They haven't put it there. It's in there. Mm. And how did it get in there? through your thoughts wow as you think so shall you be mm. and that's the truth so by controlling your thoughts and look at but if you look through through look at life through the lens of self mm. you'll always it'll always be about me because that is our default setting it's unspoken of because i suppose it's nobody wants to uh wants to say that you know i'm the more, most important person here mm. because uh, my feelings are immediate they're real they're vital, you know. So you having done that washing up, you having the guy who cut you up in the car, the waiter who seems like he's ignoring you, mm. you know, the checkout girl who, um, who's kind of like just kind of brushes you off when you've just said good morning, mm. you know. It's quite easy to think, what a stupid person, you know. Mm. Why is that guy working here? He's not even serving me. But, you know, if you take that story away from the experience, you might be sitting in a nice restaurant, and just instead of sort of letting the anger build, if you just think, you know, oh, this is a comfy chair, this is an environment, you know, looking at it from other than the lens of self, you know, you don't know what's going on in that guy's mind, the yeah. waiter. He, you know, he might just have lost his mum. He might just be holding it together. Mm. You know, it's just looking at it from a different place. You know, the late the checkout girl, she might have just sort of like been given notice to quit in her house. We don't know. But when you look at things, continually through the mind of self you will always be at odds with life how do you realize how do you snap yourself out of it seems like a wrong phrase i don't know why but it just you know how do you how, how are you able to to come to because i guess if you've never started thinking about the self and the ego and mindfulness how, is it something that you've got to be looking for you know, well, like someone asking for help, you know, or is it, you know, you just, if, if someone's oblivious to it or they'll always be oblivious, so don't try and get them to start thinking about it. No, that's right. I mean, you, you'll always be, you'll always be sort of like, you know, at the mercy of your mind or egoic mind, you know, and always be reactionary. Egoic because mind the, being the mind of the ego, just. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, so you'll always be reactionary. You'll always be looking to defend because mm. that's what your ego wants. Your egoic mind loves problems because it gives it identity. Mm. But you, so you'd have to be, 
you'd have to maybe reach a point because suffering, I mean, like we said before, a lot of suffering, a lot of um, anxiety, it's self-generated through our thoughts, mm. you know, and a lot of it, you know, isn't real. It's just what, what we've created in our mind. But most rarely are we ever in the, in the present, in the present moment. You know, if I see someone, someone's come to see me, a client, and they, they talk of things that they they regret, you know, sadness, bitterness, non-forgiveness, I know straight away they're, they're spending too much time, psychological time in the past. Mm. But if they say they're uneasy, they're anxious, tense, you know, a lot of fear, I know that they're spending too much time in the future, and they're in their psychological future. And it would seem like being anywhere else than those two places in, is impossible. Mm. But you can do that. And because the present moment, and using your breath, you know, it's quite easy, you know. I mean, it's not an overnight thing. I know we all want shortcuts, but um, you know, and it's very easy to do if you just put a little bit of practice, you know. And sort of, sort of, maybe, maybe my one to five would be, you know, if you can meditate every morning, mm-hmm. maybe for two minutes, maybe for a minute, you know, to start off, I wouldn't do like anything more than five minutes. I do it for two or three minutes in the morning. And what would that know? look like for for someone that yeah, you know, I've not really done much meditation? What would if I was to do if I was to get up tomorrow? And look to do up to five minutes. What were those five minutes? What should I be trying to do in those five minutes? Well, nothing, and that's it. Although it's mindfulness, some people don't even like calling it mindfulness because what, what you're in, what you're doing is controlling your thoughts and stepping out or stepping above that thought process, which is never ending. So meditation is just breathing exercises. That's all you do. And if you don't want to get out of bed, sit up in bed. Just sit up a little bit. I mean. Mm-hmm. I only say sit up because if not, you'll fall asleep again. But if you sit up, focus on your breath coming yeah. in, cool air coming in, and then going out again. Four, and seven, eight. Just, uh, well, you can do four, seven, eight. For sure you can. Or you can just focus on your breath. And normally after three seconds, you're, you're in Mark Suspensers or Waitrose or you're on set, you know, and your mind is drifted. So mm-hmm. that's the second step. Acknowledge that you, your mind is drifted and come back to your breath. And that is meditation. That is it. And you do that, sometimes you might want to put, if your mind is really active, you might just want to add a word to that. You might want to add ease or joy or love. And just repeat that over as you're in your mind, as you're you're doing that. And that will release certain chemicals in your body that will get you to relax and give you a sense of um, relaxation, restoration, that kind of thing. That's what it will do. To start with, then I would say, um, secondly, as you're brushing your teeth in the shower, just go through what you're grateful for. Because coming from a point of gratitude is an incredibly powerful place mm. to be. You know, what you're grateful for, the, for the food that nourishes you, for the bed you lie in, the roof over your head. You know, just, you know, for the health that you have, for the beautiful little angel that joined you four years ago, for the wonderful partner. All, all these things, go, go through yeah. that. Yeah. Nice. You know, and you're kind, of, you're kind of more or less levitating as you go out the door. Mm. I mean, that's, you can do that while you're brushing your teeth, you know. Yeah. But one of the most important things um to all of this is self-talk you know and positive you know, so in just learning to speak to this to yourself or what do you mean yes, by self-talk? yeah totally totally because you know we, we're very quick to judge once we've run out of material of um everyone else that we can judge them about mm. we start in judging ourselves yeah. why we haven't done this why we why our career hasn't done that mm. why the relationship hasn't gone like this so if you can if you can empower yourself self-talk because you know as we said as you think so you shall be you know so if you're thinking about having a go at someone at work if he does that again you know if they're 
this guy's late, if this person's late, there's no fuel in the car, if you've missed your train, let them off the hook, mm. let it all go. Deal with it another way, accept what is. And by not making peace with the present moment and trying to change what is to what it is not, you're just gonna create more difficulties. You kind of, you know, you, you just gotta kind of, in some ways, it's another kind of, um, as they say, an attitude of mindfulness. Yeah. Let go, let, you know, let, let go, go to the way you think should be, things yeah. should be. Yeah. I mean, there's an, um, an old um, adage that they that they uh, say about letting go. I mean, in, in India, I think in the south of India, they they trap monkeys when at certain times of the year monkeys come in and, and uh, take the crops and whatever. Mm. So to trap them, they, they um, hollow out a, a coconut and they put a banana in and they tie that uh, coconut to the base of a tree. Now the monkeys smell the banana, they come down and they put their hand in the hole and they grab the banana but they can't get their hand out with the, with the banana in it. And mm. that's how they get caught. Really? They won't let go. They're caught by their desires. Wow. You know? And for, for, a lot of t- for a lot of the thing, so are we. Yeah. We often get caught by our desires or our need for things to be done a certain way. Mm. But by letting go, it's your gateway to freedom. God. it's a game changer you've got like oh. i'm listening to this it's like you've got like the voice for this so ladies and gents just you know that like normally i kind of record the zoom and i can see the other person for some reason i just can't get paul's video up and i'm just hearing the voice and it's just i'm i'm feeling calm already i've been doing the breath as you've been talking i've been kind of doing the breathing um and some of those things that you're talking about you know that what you can do in the mornings yeah, it's really I mean, simple. They're really simple. You don't need to really, have a degree in it. You don't need to be a you know a super intelligent, really together person to start the steps is, of getting yourself sorted. It's, it's the easiest thing to do. It's the easiest thing to teach. It's the hardest thing to do because mm. because it's so easy. It's easy. It's easier not to do it. Mm. But getting a little ritual, and that's where it is. You know, of say meditation. Start with two minutes. You know, in your shower, brushing your teeth, you know, go through gratitude, what you're grateful for in your life. Uh, self-talk, self-talk, you know, um, yeah. as long as it's not negative, self-talk is great. Yeah. You know? And then I would say, which is also really important, you know, have a few affirmations ready for when things that stress you out come along or even when, you're, when your mind is kind of running, a, you know, whatever it would be, you know, um, when you're are worried about personal it. to people or are there certain well, phrases that well, are... it can be, I mean, you, can, you can make up yourself. I, I would say things like, you know, you know, um, you could say to people, um, good things happen to me, you know, good things happen to me. I deal with challenge with ease and joy. I mean, call it a challenge. Don't call it a problem. I mean, nobody wants problems, mm. but we don't mind a challenge. Yeah. So, you know, I deal with challenge with ease and joy, you know, and you can just let that run around your, run around your head, you know, I'm constantly offered well-paid work that I love. I work with people that I love. Mm. You know, I'm a success on every level of my life. I'm just making the top of my head at the moment. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, whatever suits love you. It. You know, I have a wonderful relationship with blah blah blah. You know, all these things. You know, mm. you know, to have half a dozen of them that you can call on at any any time. You know, my life is full of love and joy. Whatever it is, what that will take you away from that thought process that you're about to go down. Mm. Because with all the meditation, you smiling as you say it, like you know, as you say those phrases, you can kind of—it's not like a big Cheshire cat, but all of a sudden you can just feel the little change that happens inside that you kind of go, mm-hmm. "Yep, okay, 
yeah. you know it's not it's not i'm not good enough i haven't been fast enough i haven't been efficient enough i haven't you know i dropped the ball it's like yeah. it's cool it's, no, right. it's cool you know, I'd, I'd say after that you know um practicing if you can being in the present moment and that is just being in the now just mm. taking a moment while you're on set whether whether it's a rehearsal or the checks are going on just taking a couple of breaths and look around and you know see the people you're working with and see how amazing they are not at their jobs but just for you know being there you know the people that you you enjoy, you enjoy working with the people you love that you've known for years because it's kind of like a family you know, it's a strange kind of thing. It's the same in films, the same in commercial. We nearly all know each other. Mm. So, you know, and if someone's kind of winding up the wrong way, you, you kind of, you, you let it go because you know that's not who they are. Mm. You know, that's maybe where they are on a conscious level right now, but that's not who they really are. They're a great soul. Love it. So we've gone, so, you know, I'm hoping the listeners are listening to this going, I can incorporate these in my everyday life. And that's, that's what I kind of want this episode to be is something that for those that have maybe touched on it before or haven't or have heard about it or heard a friend talk about it, but just haven't had the opportunity to kind of listen to someone yeah. um, talk about it. You know, I'm hoping that they get out of this, what I'm getting out of it already. Um, you know, it's very easy to sit and talk about it. To do it is another thing. Yeah. But to start slowly, it's like going to the gym, you know. You start slowly, but you try and do what you can. You try and drop the blame game. You know, if it's your fault, if it's their fault, you know, it's irrelevant. It's, you know, just let it go. Mm. You can let it go. And just, you know, I suppose you have to be a little way in to kind of um, accept that um, challenges uh, are opportunities for growth because that's what they are because when you have stress or when you're suffering that drives you inward mm. and it, for a lot of people it can be judgmental you know and quite negative towards themselves and um, but it's recognizing you know the people who are um, the people who are um, most judgmental are say the worst for themselves yeah and at the same point it's also worth remembering that you know in a working environment or wherever because you know we do crazy hours and and it's very easy to get scratchy towards the end of the day. Yeah. Um, it's, it's worth remembering that um, the people that need the most love often ask for it in quite unloving ways. So, you know, wow. it's worth you know, holding those kind of things in mind. Oh God, I love it. Cause it does, it changes once you like, again, we kind of spoke about it offline, but I got introduced to mindfulness when my wife was having our firstborn. Yeah. And, you know, we kind of read about mindfulness and, and, and how it can help her is through pregnancy. But actually, yeah. then it became something that was really useful just on day to day. And then I started taking it onto set and just, you know, if someone all of a sudden, if something, you know, it, it's kicking off, something happened, something got missed. And someone kind of very comes it like very quickly comes into your face and just hasn't got the nicest yeah. thing to say in that short period. It wasn't yeah. a, let's snap back at them. It was yeah. like, where are they coming? It's like, I have no, as you said, I have no idea what's happening to them. And no, I no. might just be the release valve or something might have just happened and I'm the next person that I saw them. And, and instead of jumping straight at them and just going, what are you talking about? Da, 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 it's like, actually, right. take a breath, stop. And just start, and you know what? What yeah. can I? What could I ask that person? You know, can I? Because you don't want to come and condescending and be like, you know, like can't. Like, no one has ever calmed down when they've been told to calm down. It's like no, it's, it's, I mean, it's in the history of in the history of pub fights. 
and street fights. So I went, look, just calm down. All of a sudden it all escalates. So what could I, what, what question or what some, one thing could I say to that person just to try and bring them say, back down? Okay, how can I help? What can I do in this? What can I do in this red hot moment mm. that would um, help you now? Because all they're doing is they're asking for help. Yeah. You know, you know, really, they're only small children. You know, if he'd be at three years old, you, you know, you'd get a, a rattle thrown at you right now. <laughs> you know, he's standing, you know, too close. Yeah. So how can I help? Mm. You know, but by you getting drawn into his because uh, it's all frequency. Yeah. You know. You know, it's everything's frequency. Um, by you getting drawn into that frequency, that low level, you know, it won't help anyone, as you say, by responding in the same conscious level he's on. Mm. But by staying where you are and saying, how can I help you right now? What, what do I need to do to make the situation right? They say, well, there's no biscuits on <laughs> the biscuit table. <laughs> okay, let me see what I can do. Yeah. Give, what sort of biscuits would you like? <laughs> yeah. But, um, like yeah, you, you, by, by not responding on yeah, that same yeah. conscious level, that's what you can do. Amazing. Amazing. But, you know, I mean, but stop complaining yourself. Mm. Not you personally. No, but, no, I mean, no, but you, please just keep saying it. You don't need to readjust this call. Yeah, yeah. No, no, but, you know, it's, I think a lot of people on, a lot of people on set do this without even knowing they're doing it. Mm. You know, they, they, they don't lose their temper if someone's shouting them. They say, okay, what's what's gone wrong mm. how can we put this right you do that very well jay um first jay he does that incredibly well mm. we had a hugely stressful job last year and uh, he was kind of he was coming across as a zen master he, <laughs> you know, i mean a lot a lot of first That's, do because they yeah, have to they have that, to. that juggling act yeah you but know, i guess but, uh, you know if, we, if we're taking film crew departments as example that first ad as soon as as soon you know and you talk vibrations as soon as their vibration matches the panic that might be happening on set yeah then then the whole thing start, you know all of a sudden that person that's supposed to be the calming influence yeah you've just lost not respect but you just lost faith in you know you start that's questioning right. and they go oh where's the thingy bobby and you're like yeah well you asked for that and i do you know what i mean you just all that's of a sudden right. you start questioning everything most definitely most definitely but i think a lot of people do these things um, without even know they're doing them they're just that the sort of people they are mm. you know sort of like not not um not responding in an emotional way which means that they're not i mean not everyone is controlled by their ego um to the to the um to the degree uh, a lot of people are especially when they're tired mm. but um and, and that's sort of like thank the lord for that on set yeah well look, this is i'm i'm i've had such an i'm, I'm having an amazing time i don't want to you know, if, if there's more that we can talk about, I'd love to carry on talking, but I don't want to take up too much of your time. I feel like we've got a really good, it feels like a really good solid foundation base of what yeah. people people could take away from it. Um, and if you're happy to, you know, maybe we can do like an Instagram live thing for people that, you know, and, and they can maybe have some questions because I know I'm coming at it from my own personal perspective, which actually I may be missing a whole plethora of questions from other people that are coming at it from different angles. So I just want to say thank you so much. And and I know it's not been our, our typical episode where, you yeah. know, it's, 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 you know, oh, me and Snoop Dogg and whoever were in the back of a limousine and da da da, you know, those kind of moments yeah. of film set, but actually for, for film students and for media students that are going to be coming into a film set, which 
can be, and especially as, um, and this is no disrespect to it, but as lower grade work experience and potentially then, you know, runners, in those yeah. positions, people can be a little bit shorter and can be a little bit sharper. And it's probably a hierarchical thing that they feel like that's where their ego can feel like they can put their, their, their not their pressure, but can, can stamp their authority on people. And actually yeah. as those run as HODs, we need to be mindful to then not do that. But then as yeah. runners coming in, they feel like they should be mindful to know that it's actually their own insecurities that are making that's that right. situation happen. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, it's you know you get to decide what meaning what has meaning and, and, and what doesn't but you know it takes a little bit of practice but you know it's worth it but you know honestly the industry or or the real world it won't discourage us from acting from our default setting of self mm. you know because the industry you know hums along merrily on the on the fuel of anger frustration and self-worship you know mm. worship yourself i mean the other options you don't really hear much about and that's you know um looking at things other than through the lens of self by also controlling your thoughts. And, um, you know, I think and that's where, uh, that's where contentment lies, mm. you know, and being able to care about people in small, tiny ways every day. You know, I think that's the way to think. And that's what I would call freedom. Nice. If I guess my lot, what I'd love to leave this chat on, if, yeah. if you're, you know, we're on a film set, you're back, you're the director, it's a massive, whatever, you know, it's a, it's a massive job and there are loads of people. Yeah. If you were to bring that, you know, because we're all, you know, everyone will turn up early and everyone will be ready to go right off the bat, eight o'clock, power, let's start getting this train going. Yeah. You're the director now, you've gone, right, I want to bring all the crew in for a, for a quick chat. Yeah. What would you say to the crew at the start of every morning? Um, I'd say, you know, respect each other. Take time for each other. Mm -hmm. You know, be gentle. And get on with it. <laughs> Start turning over. Nice. Yeah. Well, look, thank you so much for your time, sir. I really, really appreciate it. Um, I think these kind of episodes that uh, a little, as I said, they're kind of from dusk till dawn type episodes where all of a sudden we'll just go off on, a, on another path that isn't the, the norm. I hope people get out of them what I get out of them. Um, and I thank people like yourself that have got that, that show their other side, you know, it's like, yes, I'm a gaffer and I do this and I do this, but actually there's another side of me that maybe not a lot of people know outside of your close knit. So I just really thankful being so open and honest and chatting about a subject that, you know, with everything that's happening and the COVID and, and the film yeah. and TV charity and mental health is becoming more of an awareness now, it's going to be people like yourself whose voices should be at the forefront. So thank you. Pleasure. Um, so film family, I hope you had a lovely, lovely, lovely time listening. Remember those breaths, set some affirmations up, talk to your family, talk to friends, get the, you know, get them all doing it. Um, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And, and, and when it's done right, it just really does help. So thank you for listening, subscribe and share. Uh, and until we meet again, film family, that is a wrap. So that was a chat with the king or queen in the game. I give it a shout at the end so you all know the name. It's the Film Gods Podcast. The what? The Film God Podcast.